now here's your host, Gabriel Rutledge. Check. Okay. Welcome uh, to the Rutledge Podcast. I'm the Rutledge. I gotta work on that. Uh, I'm in my mobile studio. It's my car. <clears throat> mobile studio. Uh, this is even dumber, though, because la- last time I recorded an episode of my car, uh, I, was in my ho- I was at my home. Uh, today I'm recording an episode in my car in Wenatchee, Washington. Uh, had a show last night. Uh, I don't have to leave right away because I have a, I have a evening backyard gig in Issaquah. So I'm like, okay, I'll just get up tomorrow, record a hot, fresh podcast episode from my hotel room. Like podcast Jesus intended. And then uh, I woke up this morning, <clears throat> took a shower, scratched my arm, and was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Bed bug bites. Oh, I want to go back on the road. That's what I said. I miss the road life. I'm just a road dog. I love a hotel. Get me back out there with the people. Son of a bitch. Bed bugs. Is there, is anyone working on an emergency bed bug vaccine? Is anyone working on this? I swear to God, they have a taste for me now. In 2019, Three times that year, I had bed bug incidents. I think that's too high. I think that's too high. And I check now. I mean, that's the problem. You can't really check. Unless unless the bed bugs are so bad that you pull covers and mattresses back and they just scurry everywhere. It it only takes like one. And I only I only have uh Oh, maybe more will show up later. I have like maybe eight or ten bites on my right arm. So I've certainly had worse times. But it's like, yeah, I took a look. I looked around. I didn't see anything. I went to bed. I woke up. I've been violated by a flightless mosquito. There's blood on the bed, too. Not, not like a lot, but like there's a little spot of blood, and that's one of the ways you can tell. Oh, I know a lot about fucking bed bugs now. Uh, that's one of the ways you can tell there's bed bugs. In fact, if you get to the hotel and there's little blood spots on the sheets, uh, that's a sign. Oh, even if it's not a sign of bed bugs, it's a bad sign if there's blood on the sheets. But yeah, there's a little blood splotch where uh, some one of God's little asshole bugs just filled up with delicious road comic A negative. And either I squished it or it leaked out. I don't know what happens, but it didn't keep all... My blood on that sheet. Son of a bitch. And now I got to do through the whole 
it's actually not that bad, but I got to go through the whole, like, you know, put all my clothes in the dryer when I get home and then wash them, then dry them again and vacuum out my suitcase so there's no eggs or anything. And Son of a bitch. Isn't it nice that normal life is returning after coronavirus? Well, not all of it. I didn't want it all to return. Damn. Anyway, silver lining. I've had. Well, there is no silver lining. Uh, but it's been worse. I've had. I've had my entire body covered in bed bug bites. This does not seem to be. Uh, one of those times. And I told the front desk when I checked out. I should have loudly told everyone. But I just told the front desk. They did have a very nice uh, one-serving coffee machine in the lobby, though. <laughs> That's my review of... I was going to not say the name of the hotel. Why do I give a shit? Cedars Inn Hotel. East Wenatchee, room 139. What's the name of this episode? Cedars Inn Hotel, Wenatchee, room 139. This is my Yelp review. Warning. Bed bugs. Also, really nice single-serve coffee machine in the lobby. One star. When you're scratching your arm in the morning, that fresh cup of Joe's going to hit the spot. I already got a, uh, I just booked a hotel at the Motel 6 in Medford, Oregon for next weekend, so I can't wait. Uh, I don't know, maybe I'll sleep with the other arm up. Get some sort of a Southern Oregon strain of uh, bed bug. Hotels, by the way, uh, are insanely expensive right now. Which, you know, I guess I kind of get it because they were empty for a year. But la last year I went to uh, Talent, Oregon. That's where I'm going to be next week, July 15th, Talent, Oregon. Uh, for all my Talent, Oregon listeners. <laughs> uh Last July, I went there with great trepidation because it was a, a, a pandemic. I don't know if you guys heard. And uh, I think I got, I got this hotel for $70. And so this year, I'm like, well, I'll just get that one again. And it was 140 So shit's gone wild right now. I was going to be in Medford. Uh... July 16 and 17, but uh, that has been canceled because the club, it's, it's, a, it's a sports bar basically attached to a hotel, but they could not find enough employees to open. Uh, I think it is going to open, but just not my week, but a couple weeks down the road. But uh, America's a little wobbly right now. We're, we're a little, uh, you know how... You got to pull off the side of the freeway for one reason or another, and then you have to pull back in. You have to re-enter traffic, but traffic is going 70. And you're like, ugh. 
This feels a little. That's what I. That's what the economy is like right now. We're all on the rumble strip. We're moving, but it's a little fucking wobbly. I mean, places are just. They can't find employees. There's certain shortages. Uh, rental cars, for example. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. It, it's a. It's. <laughs> It's a weird, and I know uh, some of my um, fellow liberals seem to think this is like a good thing almost because it's like, uh, well, no one's going back to their shitty restaurant jobs. Everyone needs to pay more wages, and, and I kind of get that. But I also, I don't know. We're, we're talking about small businesses, basically, or medium businesses. They can't pay their bartenders $25 an hour. It's just not possible. That would be great. But I'm dumb. I'm not. The economy is one of those things where whatever opinion you have, I will listen to it and agree with you. You tell me minimum wage needs to be higher. I'm like, that makes sense. You tell me if we do that, that's going to fuck things up on the other end. I'm like, that makes sense, too. I don't know what to tell. You know, I'm just admitting I'm dumb. I do think it's probably a good time to be looking for a job. I know uh, a month ago or so, uh, when I was in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, they were having trouble finding cooks, and they said, I don't know how much an hour it was, but one of the things they were advertising is, if you, if we hire you and you're still here in two months, we'll give you $1,000. I mean, that's not normally happening in the food service industry. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people say it's because of the unemployment. You know, they were making more in unemployment than they would at their job. I don't know if that's still true. But I do. I bet a lot of people who had restaurant jobs, if they got a different job, they don't want to go back. Restaurant work is fucking brutal. And the hours are terrible. You know, you may as well, if you're a, if you're a cook, uh, or a chef at the high, even at the top level, even at the highest level, if you're a, a, a chef in a famous restaurant, you got no life. You're there 80 hours a week. You, you may as well be a road comic or long distance trucker, the amount you're going to see your family. So it, it is, uh. Maybe getting out of that life, you're like, yeah, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to uh, Chadwick Sports Bar next to the Rogue Regency in Medford. I don't want to bring people Bud Light during the fucking comedy show. I got an office job now or whatever. Uber's another thing that's kind of fallen apart where that you can't find cars. And then when you do, it's insanely expensive. I paid 50 bucks to get to the airport when I was in Arizona, and the, the club owner was like, here, I'll just give you cash to take an Uber in the morning. And he gave me, I'm not bitching, but he gave me like 30 bucks because that's probably what it used to be. But not anymore. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird time. I watch a lot of uh, restaurant reality shows, so I'm a bit of an expert. I mean, I worked in restaurants, too. Uh, 
various delivery jobs, and I was a cook at a Mexican restaurant, and I was a cook at a Italian pizza place. I'll the the Italian is a stretch, but uh, but I watch these restaurant reality makeover shows. There's one uh, Gordon Ramsay one. It's not good. Uh, what's the good one? Not Hell's Kitchen. That's not that great either. Kitchen Kitchen Nightmares. Kitchen Nightmares. That's that's a good one, especially if you go to the old, like really old episodes. It started in uh, on the BBC. Uh, if you go to the really old episodes, because he he wasn't Gordon wasn't like a parody of himself yet. He was just like a a young, angry, really good chef, and he'd just go into these restaurants and fucking scream at people. Where's your passion, you fucking donut? I don't know why donuts an insult to Gordon Ramsay, but it's a good one. Uh, so anyway, I watch all those dumb shows, and there's there's a really bad one. It's it's basically Kitchen Nightmares, but it's called 24 Hours to Hell and Back or something. And it's like, <laughs> you know, the premise is it's just like Kitchen Nightmares, but these restaurants are so bad, and there's so many of them I have to fix. We only have 24 hours to turn things around, which is very funny because it's it's a limit. It's an added drama they're putting on the show for no reason. You know, why can't it be 48? Why can't it be 96? Why, why does it have to be 24 hours? And they're also, they're pretending that they work all night to renovate it and retrain the staff with a new menu, and then they open the next day. Well, some of these employees are in their 60s. They would die. They're not... You're not going to a restaurant where the employees have been up for 36 hours. You know, except for the Waffle House. That's more of a meth thing. So that it's, it's a false limit they put on their own show, and it's clearly not followed because people will be passing over on the grill, you know, or passing out on the grill. But uh, I, I've been watching this show, and they come in, he yells at the owner, and he makes a big scene, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Drop your forks and knives. Uh, you know, I've just had one of the worst meals of my life. And then, you know, he makes a big thing. It's a reality show. But the funny thing is, these owners, you know, he yells at them. They yell at him. He's like, your food's shite. It looks, looks like something you'd find in a baby's diaper. You know. And then he, he has a big pep talk with the whole staff. And he's like, who's committed to turning this place around? And then, you know, it's like the whole staff is like, we are. But here's the thing. I've worked in a restaurant. And some of these restaurants are like in, you know, rural Missouri or something. So the employee, the prep cook Gordon Ramsay is saying, are you committed to turning this restaurant around? They're probably making $8.50 an hour. Why do they give a fuck? Yes, I'm committed. Can I have eight seventy-five an hour? Shut the fuck up! <clears throat> it doesn't even, you know. Restaurant's one of those things where it's somebody's dream. But everyone you need to help you make that dream come true doesn't give a shit. They're just chopping onions and cashing checks. 
I didn't care about, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't do gross things or I, I was a competent employee, but I never had the thought when I worked at the many restaurants I worked, <clears throat> wow, uh, I really hope this restaurant's around for a while because I like to be a part of a great team that brings quality food to my community. And I get to be a part of someone else's dream and gamble. No. I was like, fuck. I got to get next Thursday off because my band has a show. You know? I was like, maybe if I don't mop, I can leave earlier. <laughs> I think some of that would change with age. But, you know, when I was in my 20s, when I'm 22... Working at a Mexican restaurant. I don't give a shit about the restaurant. I don't, I mean, I don't want it to close because it's where I work, but it's, you know, that's why it's so funny. And Gordon Ramsay's just screaming at busboys, Are you committed to turning this around? And they're like, I've been in the country eight months, bro. Stop screaming at me. If this restaurant closes, I got a cousin at Red Lobster across town. And he said, I can work over there. So why don't you calm down? I don't eat the shitty food here. That was hilarious, too, because when I, when I worked at a, uh, the Mexican restaurant, I mean, the food was fine. You know, it was, but it was not incredible. It was decent. Better than mediocre, maybe, even. But, um, you know, white owners, like most Mexican restaurants in the, no <laughs> in the Northwest, especially... Uh, back when it opened in the, uh, I guess, 90s? Uh, but it'd be, it's so funny because, you know, where they're slinging out all this food on the menu, and then they would bring in their own shit and cook it, and sometimes they get to eat that, and I'd be like, what is this? And why is it so much better than anything we have on the menu? And why isn't it on the menu? Uh, but I guess the answer to that is, uh, you know, that wasn't part of the owner's dream. <laughs> we have a very specific menu that is a part of our dream. We don't have room for improvement. Uh, they closed. Pepper's Mexican Restaurant. Uh, I worked there many years, and they actually closed right before the pandemic started. I was like, good timing. Nice time to tap out. Uh, I'm in the parking lot at the Cedars Inn Hotel in East Wenatchee where I was just in room 139 and I have some bed bug bites. Yeah, go in. Go into the lobby. Tell them you know. Tell them you know what happened in room 139 at the Cedars Inn Hotel in East Wenatchee. Tell them. I mean, get one of those single-serve coffees first. And then you go to the lobby and you're like, I listen to the Rutledge podcast and I know what happened here. There's a comedian I kind of know, and he had an itchy arm, thanks to you. It's also, I get paranoid after, because I think I see all of them, but sometimes more of them show up later, and they get bigger throughout the day, so it's like, right now it's not that visible, but you know, by the time I do this show at 5 p.m. tonight, I might have a very uh, red lumpy arm. And uh, 
I don't know, there's kind of a stigma, right? If someone said, what happened to my arm, I'd probably be like, mosquitoes. I don't know, you say you have bed bug bugs and people are like, are they on you now? Get the fuck out of my house. Which is kind of weird. Uh, right before I went to bed last night in uh, room 139 at the Cedars Inn Motel in East Wenatchee, uh, I'd already checked the mattress and sheets and stuff. And obviously not very well. I think I checked it like you check a rental car for <laughs> scratches when you're tired. No, it looks good. I just signed the paper. I got to get out of here. Uh, but right before I went to bed, uh, I saw something moving on the bed. And uh, I was like, oh, shit, because I was tired. Went out for some drinks with Ryan McComb and Burungi Burungi. He was a comedian who's in town. Um, he's from Africa, as he may have gathered. I think, I think that's the only culture that would have... I'm sure he has more names than that, but Burungi Burungi. I don't think there's any... I don't know. You never meet an American named, like, Larry Larry. Uh, or African named Larry Larry, now that I think about it. Anyway, he's very funny. Uh, we were hanging out. Uh, had a couple of uh, Michelob Ultras, came back to the, uh, I was about to crash. I look at the bed, I see a very small bug on there. And I'm like, is that a bed bug? And it was not. It was a tiny spider that I killed. And then I talked to myself and I said, hey, you see spiders in your house, man. You sleep there. You'll be fine. Go to bed. You'll be fine. It's a disease with a 99% survival rate. These vaccines are untested and experimental. They're killing people. No one's going to be able to have a baby after they take the vaccine. I got a friend who knows someone who took a dump after they got the Pfizer vaccine that looked like Anthony Fauci. That dump, then put a mask on and killed my cat. So, I know. That's what I said to myself before I went to bed. But I should have, you know. The spider wasn't the problem. The spider was there to warn me. The spider was like, bro, bro, bro. Don't get in. Don't get in. That spider's dead now. Along with my innocence. Dead. Time of death. Uh, about 10 a.m. Location. Cedars Inn Motel, East Wenatchee, room 139. I think I'm going to make this a quick podcast. Uh, I got shit to do. <clears throat> uh, also, I'm near where people are letting their dogs go to the bathroom. I've seen like three dogs take a shit while I've been podcasting. It's getting uncomfortable. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to call this a short one. But I did get it out. That's the important thing. I'm playing hurt today, okay? Not hurt. I'm playing itchy today, all right? 
Uh, but I'm still here. I still have passion, Gordon Ramsay. I'm still here. I should have known they said their their uh, pool was open and hot tub were open 24 hours a day. And I was like, really? That never happens. What a cool hotel. Yeah, well, maybe they let some other shit slide. Maybe they're like, you're going to need to go to the hot tub to wash the bugs off your fucking body. Hey, thanks to the people who give me money to listen to this podcast monthly. Rutledge Revelers, they're called. If you'd like to be one, uh, you can go to the episode notes, click on support this podcast, or go to rutledgeradio.com and click on support for as little as 99 cents a month. You can give me money and I will spend it on cortisone. Uh, what I, I got a bunch of backyard stuff coming up. I don't even know. I think I'm in, uh, oh, Talent, Oregon, July 15th, if you're in that area. Uh, July 17th, I'm in Bremerton now. Uh, I booked that 10 days in advance. I will be the eighth person on stage that night, so that's not usually a good sign of a quality comedy show, but whatever. I booked it, uh, in a panic. Um... What else do I got coming up? I don't know. I got some other things happening. A lot of private things happening, but Little Rock, Arkansas in August. Dubai, for all my Dubai heads, uh, in September. Uh, so thank thank you. Thank you to the people who... Uh, I, that number of people who is paying to listen to this podcast is growing, and uh, I really appreciate it. That's very nice of you. And uh, it keeps me motivated. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I was just, I was just arm violated by one of God's mistakes. One of the creatures God should not have made. Maybe I don't feel like podcasting. And then I'm like, no. I have to. People pay money. For the people who don't pay money. Um, this podcast is free and it's worth it. Show's over. We're done. Bye.